Do you like to travel as a group? Is Alaska on your bucket list this year? If so, join me as we discover escorted cruises and cruise tours to Alaska. And as always, if you enjoy this video, like, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notified each time we post new content. Joining me today are Dick Knoll and Tim Hirsch. Dick is president and owner of Cruise Holidays of Topeka, and Tim is one of their top flight travel advisors specializing in escorted cruises and cruise tours. Located in Topeka, Kansas, this industry award-winning travel agency has long been recognized for their local community service. In addition to meeting and serving the needs of their satisfied customers in Kansas and across the country since 2009. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to RTE Travel Talk. Thanks for having us, Ken. It's great to see you again. <laughs> Good to see you, Ken. Great to be been with you. a long time. <laughs> great to have you with us, guys. So one of the outstanding questions that we get from our viewers and listeners all the time on RTE Travel Talk is about Alaska and in particular, cruises to Alaska. Now, I know that your agency specializes in group cruises and cruise tours. So I thought I would kind of throw the floor open to you folks to give us a little bit more information on Alaska cruises and Alaska cruise tours. Well, we book a lot of Alaska here, and I don't know what it is, but I think people from Kansas enjoy Alaska, and uh, we like to travel in groups. So uh, we've been very successful at this, and every year we have three or four five different groups, at least one or two that are escorted. And we've had great success with this and great reviews when we're done. It's uh, because Alaska is such a great destination. There are so many things to do and so many ways to see it that the traveling public often comes to a travel agency to talk about Alaska. So, Tim, what is it that makes Alaska such a popular destination, do you think? Well, it, it has to be the scenery. It has to be the wildlife. It, it's the just putting yourself in, a, in nature in a way that you're not able to experience that uh, any, any place else, really, in the continental United States. And uh, going on a, a cruise, you get the best of both worlds of unpacking once and you get to go to all these different destinations and uh, experience all these uh, cruise ports. Uh, and also you get to experience, you know, the safety of knowing you're doing it with uh, a cruise line that has been going to Alaska for over 75 years. On that note, Alaska, what are the most popular cruise lines that, that, that sell to Alaska? Or does it make a, or is it dependent on uh, the individual person that wants to go? Well, there's some of that because the experiences might be a little bit different. I'd say that 70% of what we sell to Alaska is Holland America. Holland's been doing it longer than anyone, any of these cruise lines. And they have a particularly good product. They have smaller ships, which some people like, and they go to Glacier Bay. And a lot of the cruise lines don't do that. Okay. We've specialized in Holland America. We do events with Holland America and have just kind of gone down that road with them and have done it very successfully. Now, Norwegian is there. Royal Caribbean's there, Princess is there, Celebrity, and even the luxury cruise lines will, will do this as well. But again, virtually all of our groups are with Holland America. We've had a partnership with them 
from the beginning, pollen offers the widest range of product and the most opportunities to see Alaska the way the client wants to see it. And that's what's the most important. Okay. Tim, when we sail to Alaska, what's the average length of a cruise? Well, most of the cruises you can do are seven-day cruises, round trip. You can take a Seattle round trip back to Seattle, but you can do them in seven-day. You can do 10, 11, 12, up to two weeks. Uh, There's even 21-day ones that you can incorporate the Yukon into. And I think that's probably the one thing that most of our clients they come back to us with feedback of saying um, they'll take a seven-day round-trip cruise. And over 50% of the time, the people will come back and say, we wish we would have went on up to Denali and, and experienced the land part of Alaska. And what we try to counsel our clients to is that if you're going there and, and you're paying for the expense of flying to uh, Vancouver and, and taking that, go to Denali because you're already there. And uh, you don't experience Alaska to its fullest unless you do the land portion either to Denali or the Yukon because it's just it's breathtaking. I mean, you, you I took pictures of it and you just can't you can't even describe uh, with pictures what it looks like. So for the benefit of, of our listeners, what is what exactly is Denali? Well, Denali is a couple of things. It is a national park and okay. it's also the mountain which we used to call Mount McKinley, which has now been named Mount Denali. It's the largest national park by surface area in the United States. And it's a great opportunity to see wildlife. With Holland America, that is included in the price of the cruise tour as long as you stay at Denali for two nights or more. And that's another reason we like it. You've got an automatic reservation with the National Park Service and their tour guide to take you up into the park. Tim, talk to me a little bit about there's a cruise and then there's a cruise tour. What essentially is the difference? Well, the difference is just one, you're going to have seven days of cruising, going to stop at three or four different ports, see Glacier Bay, you know, you're going to go to Mendenhall Glacier. Uh, and then on the tour part, people do it two different ways. They, you can seven day cruise and then four days or five days on land, or you can do the land portion first. Some people like to do that. So what you would do is go cruise from Vancouver all the way up to Anchorage, stay the night in Anchorage. Then you would leave on the uh, uh, McKinley Explorer, which is a domed car train, okay. 360 degree view. So you can see everything in every direction on this train. And you're going to take that from Anchorage up to Denali. And Denali, uh, they stay there at the McKinley Chalet which is owned by Holland America. They're going to be there two or three days. And then uh, from there, you're going to take a motor coach up to Fairbanks. You're going to stay uh, basically a day and a half in Fairbanks, and then you will fly home from there. When you get to Fairbanks, you're about 32 miles from the Arctic Circle. So uh, there's only 4% of the people ever make it to the Arctic Circle in their lifetime. So it's a great opportunity to see something that virtually, uh, you know, single digit people ever experience in their life. So that, that begs the question, when is the best time of year to go? And how should I, how should I dress? Is it cold? Like if we're that close to the Arctic Circle? Well, first of all, you want to go to Alaska in the summertime and maybe on the shoulders in the spring and the fall. But just remembering because you're so far north, 
that season is shorter. So, right. you know, spring really starts in May and by September, we're well into fall. The best times to go are May through September. But those tours, inland tours, are really going to stop at the end of August. Okay. So, so really, the prime season is June through August. Those are the best times. If you go in June, you, you, you go maybe during the summer solstice and be there on the longest day of the year. And at 2 a.m., you're sitting out on your patio saying, is it time to go to bed yet? Or you're on the golf course playing midnight golf and working on your suntan. <laughs> So it really all depends. Shorter as you move into August. Yeah. And uh, in September, you've got the Aurora Borealis, which may start playing a part. And so lots of good times to go. Right. But not January and February. I don't, I, don't ima- I don't imagine they get a lot of traffic in January and February. So the common perception is that it's cold in Alaska. And while that is sometimes true, of course, right. It's not always true. And in the summertime, it's summer. You have to be prepared for anything, though. And that means dressing in layers and being prepared with long pants, short pants, long sleeves, short sleeves, and being ready for the weather, whether it you know it might start to rain in Glacier Bay. When you want to be out on the deck, you need to be prepared to be there if the weather's a little harsh. But it's not going to... You know, it's not going to freeze on you. It's not going to be like a wintertime, but the weather does change in Alaska. They do have a lot of difference in in degrees because if you're, you know, when we, two years ago when my wife and I went, it was 91 degrees when we got to Anchorage. I didn't even bring a pair of short time, but then we snuggled up next to a glacier with the ship, you know, it was 55 degrees. It's a very diverse climate. It's a temperate rainforest in a lot of areas, you know, even up in Ketchikan, you know, which gets 155 inches of rain a year. Wow. So it's it's a very diverse climate. Wow. What, in your guys' opinion, is a do not miss if you're heading to Alaska? Well, I, I, I think you want to see the shore of Alaska and see the wildlife and the natural uh, phenomena of the glaciers that are calving into the ocean. And, you know, the whale watching and the fishing and, and that kind of thing. But then going inland and seeing the, the mountain and the wildlife and as Tim said earlier, just getting the, the total experience of Alaska right. when you go is, is really what, what you should strive to do. Do you get quite a number of cruisers that, Dick, that are repeat Alaska visitors? We do. We, we have people that, that, you know, it's the trip of a lifetime. And we have people that love it so much, they go every couple of years. We have very experienced people doing it. And we have a lot of people going to Alaska for the first time. So it's a wide variety. So, Tim, now I understand that one of the things that you like to do is escort. So when people look at a particular offer and it says that it's escorted, what what, what are the advantage of, advantages of going with an escorted group? Well, one of the advantages is just the experience that the uh, person that's taking you, uh, the things to do uh, are the most important. And uh, also, it's just building relationships. That's kind of the biggest thing with us, with uh, when we build our groups. A lot of these people have been going on trips together for years, 
and uh, Dick and Judy probably have escorted trips, you know, since the time they have owned this business uh, where they have had four and five trips together, you know, with the same group. Um, I think people see a lot of safety in going with the group. They they know the transfers are going to be taken care of. They know that that the room, you know, if there's problems along the way, you've got somebody there as an advocate. And uh, but I think the biggest thing is the camaraderie. I have a big group that's going down to Cancun. That started out. It went to 14, then it went to 26, and then it went to 32. And now this group leaving February 8th. There's 42 going in this group, and it just continues to grow every year because they build relationships, they like to travel together, and they just, it's a different experience when you can say this dozen people, hey, let's go to whale watching, or let's go to the Lumberjack show, or let's go, you know, see Mendenhall Glacier, and and so even though you're with a big group, they will, you know, uh, kind of branch off into these mini groups where they get to know each other in case of this to other locations different times of the year after that. So the experience with the group is just uh, something that people really enjoy. In terms of groups, do you, do you folks have anything on the go right now for Alaska? What's in the mill? What's in the mill at Cruise Holidays at Topeka? Well, Tim and I are both escorting groups to Alaska this year. And uh, Tim's is going from July 17th to July 28th. And the one I'm leading is August 7th to August 18th. Tim has a group of folks that are going with him, a lot of whom know Tim. And the group I'm leading is through WWW Television here in Topeka. And we have a we have a television personality, Chris Fisher, that's going on this as well. So, so one of the things that we hear for pe- from people coming back from recent cruises is the impeccable service because people are so happy to be back to traveling and the crews and the casts of these ships are so happy to have people back that the service is, is just absolutely out of this world. And it, it's a great experience. The cruise lines, you know, they're not going to guarantee that COVID is not going to be on the ship, but the health and safety protocols that they have in place for each one of these is far and away better than any land resort or it's, you know, you know, my particular view, and you guys can disagree with me, it's probably one of the safest ways to vacation at the moment. We're not going to disagree with you, Ken. We absolutely do agree. Yeah. And well, and the cruise industry the cruise industry has invested literally billions of dollars into retrofitting these ships to have cabins that have only air coming fresh air into them. They got ICU units on every ship. They got a full medical staff. Yeah. You know, they've they've done all the protocols that the WHO and CDC has asked them to do. Matter of fact, the cruise industry has been so meticulous about doing that. The CDC dropped any requirements for the cruise industry the 21st of January. They let expire the conditional sailing orders. So, and that is only because the cruise lines have proven, you know, to the health organizations that they they are mitigating anything that, that comes along. Their track record has earned them the right to say, okay, we know you guys are going to do it right. Sounds great. Really informative. If folks were looking to book into one of your groups or reach out to you about another cruise vacation or possibly land vacation, what's the best way to get hold of you? Our phone number is 785-271-9889. And we can be raised at cruise at cruiseexcel.com. Just we'll be happy to 
put a, a flyer and sign-up sheet on any of these groups into the mail or email, which would be even faster. And Tim, when are you, when are you heading to Alaska? We are going July, July 17th. And we're we're going to be going then. We have 63 people going so far now on the in this group, and we've only got room for a hundred more. So you really need to uh, you know call us right away because once the the other hundred our our cabins are used up, we we're not going to be able to take any more. So that cruise to Alaska sounds like the bee's knees to me. We'll have to have you back and do a review of your cruise tour to Alaska. What do you think? We'll yeah. be here. All right. Well, gentlemen, with that, I'm just going to wish you and your team happy travels. May the wind always be on your back. And we hope to see the two of you on a Lido deck real soon. Thanks, Thanks for having us, Ken. Bye. Thanks for having us. This has been fun, Ken. All right. Take care, you guys. Thank you. And that about wraps things up for today, folks. A very special thanks to my guests, Tim Hirsch and Dick Knoll of Cruise Holidays of Topeka. If you would like more information about one of the great vacations that Cruise Holidays of Topeka has, I will leave their contact information in the description. If you'd like to reach us, send an email to questions at realtravelexperts.com, visit our website, realtravelexperts.com, or simply leave us a comment. We always respond. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed this content, like, subscribe, and a ring of the bell is certainly appreciated and helps us to spread the word. So until next time, happy travels.